What's going on, everybody? It's Playboy the DJ, Playboy D-A-D-J. Thank you for tuning in to the Drunk Mind Sober Thought Podcast. This week on the show, man, let me tell y'all, we got the first white guest in the building. And trust me, y'all, it went down. We had some different situations, some different topics that kind of touched a little bit. Maybe even the N-word was dropped. But you know what? We handle it with class as usual, and we do what we do, DMST style. So tune in and get ready. For the DMST boys, drunk minds over thoughts, baby. Let's go. DMST, 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 DMST. Drunk minds over thoughts, we the best. 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 J Brainstorm, he the pilot, and you know Black Paco, he be wildin'. Playboy James is the smoothest and the coolest, and if you ain't on to the show, then what you doin'? Drunk my sober thoughts, we the best. 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 What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 79 of the Drunk My Sober Thoughts podcast. Thank you to anybody and everybody that's tuning in on on the live feed on Facebook Live right now. Thank you to everybody who will be tuning in on SoundCloud this week, also on Apple Podcasts. Remember, you can catch our show on Stitcher and the TuneIn Radio app as well. Once again, welcome to episode number 79 of the Drunk My Sober Thoughts podcast. We're here with the usual crew. Playboy, what's going on? What's going on, everybody? Playboy the DJ, Playboy D-A-D-J. Hey, here for another show, man. Welcome, everybody. Ready to get it in as usual, man. Let's go. All right, all right. Paco, what's going on? What's up, y'all? Black Paco in this thing, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And I'm welcome to be here. (laughs) All right. Now, we do have a special guest in with us this week. This week, we're sitting down with comedian Keith Tozer. What's going on, Keith? How are you doing today? I am excellent. That's good to I hear. I am excelling without the helmet and, and the grounds. That's good to hear. <laughs> now, for those that are watching on the live feed, yes, he is white. And yes, this is our basically our first white guest that we have on the podcast. You know, first white almost, guest. Almost other than Kales. Kales but she right? wasn't on for like a full show. You know, so she's you know been around when we've done our mashup. Right. So and Kales don't like white guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't forget to tell the audience I am one third Italian. I'm the. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Yes. And I'm the guy that you don't want to go first in a gangbang. You don't want to leave that out. <laughs> all right. Okay. I'll let you all go first. Okay. I don't want you all getting mad. <laughs> I can't. I can't feel nothing. I know you taller than me. But big things kind of small. Things, you know? I don't know about that, brother. I'm not gonna let you have that. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's let's do a recap real quick. Playboy, how was your week and uh, weekend? It was cool, man. Uh, the usual, just uh, doing my thing. Work week went by, man. It was long as hell. But uh, other than that, man, just lay back, relax, man. That's how I do. Weekend was cool, bro. Okay, Paco. How was your week? Here, man. Just thing. work. Yeah, work, work, work. Mm-hmm. Nothing new, nothing major, huh? Y'all be having some some slow weeks sometimes. Listen, I can yeah. complain, but ain't nobody here to listen. You know? I, got, <laughs> I got some stories, yeah, right. but it ain't about me. Okay. Right, I get you. Right. What about you, Keith? How was your week and everything? Uh, it was good. 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 Did, two show, did two shows over the weekend. Okay. So. Where was those shows at? Uh, one was in Michigan. Okay. I forget some Indian towns. They're all Indian towns up there. Right. Okay. 
Right. I'm was trying to remember. Acme, Michigan was I a higher up Michigan. Uh, right across the border somewhere. Okay. I I remember I did the address and I had a date and the time, so I went. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. And they paid. Yeah. So the so that's kind of how I got here. Is you gave me the address and the time. Right. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> right. I got you. I don't remember the communities or the towns and stuff, but I did have you a lot of fun. Go. Yeah. All right. That's Give me the time saying. I go. All right. All right. I can't complain too much about my week. It was actually seemed kind of fast for for some reason. It didn't take, you know, a lot of times a week of drag, but this one kind of seemed like it flew by a little bit. So I actually yeah. can't complain too much about my weekend or my week or weekend too much. Weekend was shitty because Ohio State lost yesterday. Well, I'm sorry, they won, but they didn't get into the into the playoffs this year. It's so bullshit. we were ta- we were talking about that yeah, it's earlier. Yeah, it's I, a lot of. I feel some type of way about that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely feel some type of way, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Cavs still rolling. Oh yeah, no doubt. Cavs Nation, baby. Eleven in a row. Now I know that Keith. Now, now you came <laughs> in the door. You're you're not an Ohio State fan. You're a Michigan fan. Uh, you're not a Browns fan. You're a Baltimore Ravens fan. Correct. Uh, what about basketball? Do you do you watch any? Basketball? I do not watch the NBA. Okay. 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 So I do watch uh, college basketball. Okay. I'm a Kentucky fan. Okay. This wow, man sad. just don't like nothing affiliated with her. If you so, affiliated with I'm Ohio, I'm an Indians so fan, you, but you don't want to admit that too much. I'm an Indians fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so are, are you are you born and raised in Ohio? I was. Okay. But I lived in a lot of different states. So when I lived in Michigan, I started watching college football. When I lived in Kentucky, I started watching college basketball. And so you followed the teams that you were in. Yeah. Okay. okay. It you. makes sense. Like yeah. I mean, I can't be mad at that. Yeah. Get you. I can't help but I picked all the winning teams. <laughs> this kind of came through that way. Okay. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna we're gonna start this week off with something that I saw um, online actually this morning, courtesy of our homeboy um, Tez. You want us to slide that back a little bit? Give you a little bit of arm space. Yeah. Yeah. You can slide back and then, and then you'll be set. Yeah. Right. We picked you up pretty good, so you're good. All right. So again, I saw this story courtesy of our homie Tez. Uh, I guess you can call it the "Is this really true?" story of the week. I don't know. Okay. So. Down in South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina, there was a guy. He was out drinking all night, you know, like we do on a, I guess, on a any night of the week yeah, or like whatever. Yeah, every day. Yeah. So he decided he was hungry. Decided to pull up at a Waffle House at about two something in the morning. Yeah. Walked in. It was only one person working, and the motherfucker was asleep. He said he waited ten minutes for service, and the dude never woke up. So what he did was went behind the counter and he cooked his own food. <laughs> That's gangster. <laughs> That's <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> My question is, for one, that's crazy that you went and cooked your own food and the dude never wakes up. But I want to know, what is y'all worst restaurant experience that y'all can think of? That is anything that pop off the top of y'all head where I got to say both of mine, I think, were both in the Waffle House. Because I know it was once I went in the Waffle House early in the morning, we were traveling as a group. And we pull up at a Waffle House about four or five in the morning. Mm-hmm. And they told us they ran out of waffles. The, the Waffle House ran out of waffles. They said that they only expect a certain number of people overnight, and so they only leave a certain amount of batter out overnight. And it's locked in a freezer, like a time-controlled sensitive lock or something, and basically they couldn't get any more batter out. So we went to a Waffle right. House with no waffles. And then once I went to a Waffle House in Daytona Beach, Florida, this is probably the dirtiest restaurant I've ever been in my life. Right. I mean, the food was good though, wasn't it? I didn't the even stay for the food. <laughs> no, I didn't even stay for the food because it was flies everywhere. I Hold mean, the flies. It was walking <laughs> on the counters and everything. It was a lot of bugs everywhere. The guy that was cooking, like the waffles, kept getting stuck to the griddle, 
And so what he would do was just take his hands and like peel them off the griddle. So he was oh. like just yeah. <laughs> what <And> the he, hell? <laughs> <laughs> That's a nasty shit. And so and me and my fiance at the time, my ex fiance, we were looking yeah. and we was like, yo, this is really, really nasty. Like I know I've been in a nasty place before, but once we saw the dude just sitting there peeling the waffles off the, the griddle and putting them on <laughs> with his hand and just putting them on people's plates. We was like, yeah, we'll just go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, so I, I those got to be probably my two worst, worst ones, and they both involved a Waffle House. Crazy enough. That's crazy. What about you, Keith? McDonald's. McDonald's. Two true stories about McDonald's. Okay. I got a complaint because I am 6'5", okay? And their hand, their, their hand dryers or electronic dryers that blow right. are literally at my crotch level. Right. And so when I use a restroom, I take my rings off, and I wash them, and I put them under the dryer like this. And it's right here at my hands or at my crotch level. I'm drying. And this father and son walks in. His son's about 10 years old. I'm standing underneath the dryer, you know, just I'm doing, doing my thing, drying <laughs> it. He looks at me and he puts his hands over his son's eyes and he goes, no, we'll just be right back. But I'm like, sir, but wait, wait, it's not they what really you thought, think. Yeah, they really thought you were It's not there. what you think, damn it. <laughs> it's not my fault. Right. And the other time. Besides the hand dryers, I mean, I thought but he was about to say the hand did, job. I say, what McDonald's is doing that? Point me in that direction. Those hand dryers at crotch level ain't a bad idea. If you have, especially truck stop ones, right? Because you save twenty bucks on a lot lizard in the parking lot, right? Exactly. Just take your dick out, put it underneath the blow dryer. It works. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I've heard, I've heard about them truck stops. Oh I wow! Heard, I heard about them lot lizards. So too. my wife said, "Who's gonna suck your dick if I ever leave you?" I said, "I'll go to McDonald's, goddammit. <laughs> right. And now, get a burger. <laughs> <laughs> now, right. the other time at McDonald's, this actually also happened. And McDonald's in my hometown, mm-hmm. uh, the men's room was dirty as hell. It was filthy. There was shit all over the toilet seats. Oh. Everywhere. And I couldn't use it. So I go tell the manager. I say, hey, excuse me. You know, your lavatories are dirty. Can you? So five minutes later, I'm holding it because I got aerial bowser. I'm going to use a restroom. I really got to go. Right, right. And so they go in and clean it. And I come back. And I said, look, you didn't clean it. They said, yeah, they did. I said, here. So I go in the bathroom, lift the lid with my boot, take a picture. And I said, see, everybody, does this toilet look clean? You can see I'm showing everybody in line. I'm not kidding. I was pissed. Shit-stained toilet with my phone. See that? Wow. (laughs) And they're like, well, sir, you're going to have to stop that. I said, no. You're going to go clean that restroom now, or I'm going to use a ladies' room. This is going to happen. Because this is 2017. I'm going to use a goddamn ladies' room. No. No. Yes. (laughs) Ladies' rooms are worse than men's rooms. No, not, not at McDonald's. Because the managers are females. No, I'm telling you, the ladies' rooms are trifling. Could be, probably. And I'm going to tell you how I know. (laughs) Because he's looking at me. Okay, go ahead. I'm a plumber, Keith. I'm a plumber. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I got to see this trifling ass shit (laughs) that fucking women leave in the bathroom. Right. Nasty. I'm telling you, that toilet. Probably look like uh, blood uh, on the uh, seats. Uh, it looked like a throne, <laughs> like a king's throne compared to the women's room. Right. I, I mean, I, these motherfuckers are nasty. I'm I, talking about bloody boogers on the wall. <laughs> Women are fucking nasty. I'm they do. telling you, man. I'm, I've seen it. I'm not making this up. I mean, nasty. I mean, I will say this uh, from when I was doing my bartending gig at the end of the night when I would close, we have to kind of, you know, tidy up the bathrooms and stuff. And I will say, you go into that women's restroom sometime at the end of the night, and it's 
murder scene. Like, it's nasty for real. For Why real. don't they wipe up the blood afterwards? I mean, I get it. It's a normal thing. If you're married, you're used to seeing it. But for God's sake, clean the blood off the toilet. Right. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Don't do not own AIDS get transferred that way? Trifler. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, how'd you Disgusting. get that sex disease? Oh, from my wife. She sat on someone's blood. That's awesome. That's nice. No. Nah. Right. Nah, but <laughs> I, you went a little too far. <laughs> 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 and if Paco tell you, you but went too far. Blood is nasty. You went blood is nasty. It is. Oh man, that's, that's horrible. That's, yeah. <laughs> what about you? You had a bad experience at a restaurant? Uh, I man, I don't like. I I have really come back to me, mm-hmm. Playboy. I, worst experience for me is pretty simple. I'm gonna keep this short and sweet, like I try to do. Uh, I went to a fucking Arby's and they said they ain't had no goddamn roast beef. Okay, how the fuck you go to Arby's and ain't got no roast beef? <laughs> that's what your whole restaurant hey, that, is that, made that, on. That's it. That's the end of the story. Well, I mean, bro, I didn't at, at my bartending gig. I won't say the name of the place, B Dubs, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck, fuck her stun <laughs> Right, I ain't say which one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, 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 the one all on Harvard, them, all them shits. <laughs> All them shits, but they've they've run out of wings before. So I mean, hell, yeah, they've run out of wings before. You don't want to be at a B Dubs on a wing night in the hood when they run out of wings. This is an ugly scene. Let's just say that. Yeah, it was horrible, man. I literally rode in there and was like, everything on their menu for the majority of it, ninety five, ninety eight point nine percent of it is fucking roast beef. And all I wanted was a beef and cheddar. The motherfucker said, hey, look, just to let you know, we ain't got no chicken and you know no roast what? beef. What the fuck I'm supposed to order, nigga? I'm not ice? mad at you because that sounds good right about now. <laughs> I'd go for a beef and cheddar right now. Right, nigga. Now, wouldn't I, that be- I was all ready for that. <laughs> you know, that was the problem. Now, wouldn't that be kind of like uh, going to KFC on a Sunday and they're out of chicken? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, yeah. Right. Like, like, you got to have the stuff that your restaurant or whatever you have is, is built on. You right. know, so like I can't go DJ and be like, hey, man, I ain't got no music today. What the <laughs> fuck right. are you here for? I'm just here looking like I'm DJ. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, I don't know. Did you think of anything or, or are we going to keep it moving? Don't I, tell me every restaurant experience you've had them been like gravy and perfect. Well, I like dirty kitchens. Not not what you had. No, no. But the kitchen got you just seeing. Yeah, you see a nigga uh, with the with the uh, with the uh, the hand. Just yeah, just, just peeling yeah, off. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just turn yeah. this yeah. turn this burger over right. with his hand. Like, no, uh, uh-uh, no, no. Okay. We're not gonna do that. That's mutant shit. But this, I agree. Me and Keith discovered that earlier. Yeah, right. All right yeah. <laughs> not with the flies. Not that dirty. Okay. I'm talking about just like uh, damn. Right. We getting down in the kitchen type shit. I'm, I'm gonna put put them out there. This is a restaurant in y'all city. It's called Shaw Dairy <laughs> in our city, <laughs> in, in East Cleveland. Okay, but they got the best loaded grits. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. Right and there. some some good food. Mm-hmm. Right, but it just got that just right right amount of dirt in the kitchen. <laughs> Your kitchen gotta be a little dirty Let's when it comes to like, especially when it comes to like barbecue spots and stuff like that. Like Listen. you gotta you gotta have what's 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 been on that grill for ten years. You know, you gotta have those remnants on there. If you don't have that, that's the flavor right, right. there. You know think, what I'm think about it here <laughs> so, to our audience in other cities and states or whatever. We love corned beef here. In right. Cleveland. Right. Right. So, you know, we got a place called Slimans Corned Beef. Now, the Slimans up on Harvard, the new one. Yeah. 
to me it doesn't taste it, it tastes terrible to me. It, it doesn't it doesn't taste as better as than, the original. than the original one because the original was downtown in the heart of downtown mm-hmm. with a lot of grease and a lot of you know what I'm saying? Like it's just uh-huh. it's some something, something about, about the, it, yeah. The second spot. Yeah. Right. You it's know? never as good. It's now, never as good. I see in the feed, April says she hates sticky floors. Like at a restaurant, that'll kind of drive me crazy too. Like that, it's something weird about walking in a spot and your feet is just peeling off the floor with every single step. But again, it depends on what kind of spot you go to. Because to me, a barbecue spot, you need. That. I'm biting my tongue. <laughs> no, come on, come on. Okay, I mean, I don't mind sticky floors because uh-huh. you know I kind of it kind of reminds you of when you're pounding it and it sounds sloppy. Oh, it's like splat. <laughs> And that's a good thing. It does. Because she's all wet. It's coming out. And you're just like, and she's like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, go deeper. It's like, bitch, I'm nine inches deep. I can't go no deeper. Shit. Well, that's That's what it sounds like. I love sticky floors because that's what it reminds me of every time I walk into a Waffle House. I do. Every time. There's a vote for sticky floors in restaurants now. Now we got to vote for them. Number one in the nation. Yeah. Anytime you, that's what I'm gonna think about. Anytime I walk into a spot that got sticky floors, now. Hey, like, do I get an award for being the first white guy on the show? We gonna get well, like a trophy or something? We just gave you the Tito sweater. <laughs> <laughs> so I put the show, put the sweater. No, on wait for the a camera. second. Yeah, can I, I see got the an award for yeah, being the first black man in office? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I, do us a favor and hold the sweater up. The Tito sweater that that, that oh, we yeah, gave you from. Yeah. This is gonna be my deck cover later. Oh yeah, it cover, it's gonna cover it. It's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be like my. It's gonna be winking at my wife when she comes home later. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, so we gave you the Tito sleeve, you know. But that that is this is a a thing for us, you know. Like like we did say, well, you are the first white person to sit down on the episode, you know, and things like that. And I asked Paco, I was like, does he know he's sitting down with three black people when he come here? He's like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure Keith's strapped over there. You've seen his cowboy boots. I'm, I'm sure he got a pistol and he's got a black t-shirt, you know. He got cowboy boots, automatic pistol underneath his shirt. Like, hey, I don't want no problems. We good. Hey, because I... I thought it he was got one of them long Rugers. Like <laughs> he keeps talking about his dick, he really talking about his gun size. Like that, that nine inch Ruger. <laughs> right. So, Desert Eagle, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Keith, let's get into some of your stories. So, how long have you been doing comedy now? About five years. Okay. And so, and how did you decide that you wanted to get into comedy and start taking that avenue? Um, I was a preacher before I was a comedian. But you did mention you were a Baptist preacher. Correct. Now, what, Bible college uh, and everything. Uh, go, go ahead. And I just got burned out uh, in Bible college. Um, all joking aside, you just, you just get burned out because they don't teach you how to turn off the feelings and the emotions. Mm. When you preach funerals for kids or for people who overdose, and they don't teach you how to turn those feelings off. Okay. So I just got depressed for a while. And after, after I quit preaching, and I just started doing comedy, making people laugh, and I decided to go into comedy instead. Okay. Mm. Okay. Now... You said you were a Baptist preacher. Now this was at the White Baptist Church, right? This one, this wasn't the Black <laughs> Baptist Church, right? No, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I preached in Black churches now. Okay, okay, I did. Okay, I did. So that means you was there all day then, you know, yeah. <laughs> from seven to hey, seven. Look, an hour and a half would have been my short sermon. <laughs> okay. We'll be back. We'll be right back. Yes, Lord, we'll be right back after these messages. I'll tell you the funniest thing was true story. When I was a preacher. 
we had some hookers come to the church because we did an out, uh, outreach ministry, a street ministry. Yeah. Okay. And they, they were wearing mini skirts and stuff, and they were in the front row. True story. And I'm behind the podium, and I'm actually getting a hard on as I'm trying to preach. <laughs> and I couldn't step out. And I was one of those preachers that walked around you and would definitely get people to wake up. <laughs> so I could not walk out from behind the podium. I couldn't okay. do it. And my wife's like, well, come on, do your thing. Walk around. Right. And you like, like, give me 30 seconds. And I told my wife, she said, what, you got a hurt on? I said, you need to get those girls covered, goddammit. I'm on a stage. I'm looking down like, I can see their cleavage. I can see their cleavage. They both got anointing of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you. Now, did you pray for forgiveness right then and there? Yes, okay. yes, yes. The good, good. I hit the altar at their own sermon. But when they prayed, did it get harder? Or like, hey, Tess, now, now Timothy. It happens when you're a preacher. A lot of people don't know that. You can get a hard on while you're preaching. Now, Tess and the Fee said, come as you are. You know, so. <laughs> and makes the preacher happy. Right. All I'm, all I'm going to say to that is amen. I and see I why they wear them big robes now. <laughs> I get it now. Now, I'm going to need a little good. bit more cushion in the front. Like, right. Pad the robe. Pad it. Pad the robe. The Lord is good. <laughs> I'm not joking about that anymore because I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be struck down. He know what I want. <laughs> now, here's what I learned, though. You know, people want to know why I chose insult comedy or surreal comedy or real comedy, mm -hmm. controversial comedy okay. stuff. And because I was a Baptist preacher, I learned how to insult from the best of them. Mm. Real mm. talk. And I know a lot of crazy people because we all attended the same college. Right. Mm. Right. So. I get you. Makes now, sense. you do learn how to insult people in Bible college. That's the sad truth. You shouldn't learn that. You should learn about love and forgiveness, which they're supposed to be teaching. Right. But they teach you. I mean, a lot of these churches are so big on hate and stuff. It's like. It do seem like they teach sad. more hate than anything else. They teach you how to hate. Like if it's not something that they agree with, they tell you you should hate it or whatever. Instead of coming to a point that you kind of understand Have somebody else's point of view or something right. like that. Agree they to disagree. To hate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They teach you yeah. to hate it. Did you ask something? No, no, no. I, you okay. know. So, all right. So, what, how would you generalize your comedy style uh, when it comes to your performances? Uh, real. Simple as that. Real. Very real. Mm -hmm. uh, all my comedy, most of my stuff are true stories. Almost yeah. all of them are true. Um, or, or conversations I have with people or how I act in public. Mm -hmm. I'm a little right. psychotic every now and then. It happens. Hey, all, of us, oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. all of us are. All of us are. I have a. Because I do have PTSD, I have a low tolerance of stupidity. Right. So when I see someone acting stupid in public, I have to say something. Right. And I drive cab two days a week, just part time. I think I actually drive cab because I'm bored. Yeah, I'm about to say you probably could get some stories out of that too. Yeah, I do. Okay. I had a Jamaican. This happened in a cab last week. Okay. It's two thirty in the morning. I've been in my cab now for eleven and a half hours. I got another hour to work. Maybe an hour and a half. This Jamaican woman gets in. Now, true story. And she goes, and I only knew she was Jamaican because she goes, I'm Jamaican. Aren't you impressed? Wow. She actually said that. I'm like, no, not really. She said, what, you know other Jamaicans? You've seen other Jamaicans? I said, yes, ma'am. Totally. I said, you want to impress me? I said, take that some of that goddamn sweet ganja and start sharing it because all the Jamaican I know are assholes when it comes to that. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. They are. They don't share. It's good stuff, but they don't share. Uh, yeah, that's true. Now, we did talk about that earlier, too, the, the smoking aspect of things. You said you think marijuana should be legal. When I we do. Were, when we were talking about it earlier. I, I think it helps with PTSD, stress levels. It would help those on addiction and recovering um, from 
heroin or coke or alcoholism. Right. It would help them come off of it. And I think it'll be a lot less incarcerations in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, if they totally legalize, I think it, I think a society would benefit from it, mm-hmm. especially all the taxes they collect off of, like alcohol. Right. right. Well, even like in Colorado, they said that the crime rate that went down a lot. Everybody's a lot more chill now. Yeah. You know how I do when you smoke weed? You don't yeah. do that shit. Well, I don't smoke weed. <clears throat> My At job ain't watching. Uh, neither do I. Excuse me. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> uh, my job may be watching this. Allegedly, <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> but uh, no, it's not so. So you think it's so? We know the the obvious medical reason, but you don't you don't mind it for recreational use either, do you? No, I don't. I mean, so you're a fan of that too. Right. I mean, we've talked about that on the show. I think I think you I think smoking is better than drinking in a lot of ways. I think it uh, to is me too. it's to me it's easier on your body. To me, you recover faster. Uh, I'm. Still smoking before. weed, not yeah, smoking other weed. shit like cigarettes or uh, crack, black and mouths or crack. Or <laughs> yeah. Smoke, right? Weed, like yeah. yeah. Hey, no, hey, you don't, hey, you don't want nothing that's gonna have you breaking in your own house, right? 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 right. Yeah. Now I was talking to him. What's your name again? James Playboy. James. Yes. Playboy. I was yeah. talking. I'm not calling you Playboy. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> You can call me Italian Stallion if that's a case. I ain't calling nobody delicious. Just call me Snake. Just call you okay? Snake. <laughs> Shit. Playboy. He was like, hold the fuck up. I ain't calling that motherfucker Playboy. And I'm sitting right next to you. I ain't calling you no Playboy. Hell no. Our knees might touch. My wife might be watching this shit. I'm just saying. Well, you ain't calling that man Playboy. Are you playing with this back there? No, honey, no. You know I don't do that no more. I'm just talking. <laughs> right. no, I was talking to James before the show. That was and my former life. If you sold weed in bars instead of, you know, I'm where I'm going with this. Right. Instead of it liquor, I'm telling you, it's like if I hit on his girlfriend at the bar and we're all smoking, and I said, "Dude, I really want to take your woman home tonight. Is it okay?" He'd be like, "Yeah, just leave twenty bucks next on the bedpost." <laughs> right. You wouldn't even care. Right. Something else too for depression. Now picture this: you got a guy that's about to commit suicide, mm-hmm. and I'm not making a lot of suicide here. But imagine you got a guy that's about to hang Smoke himself. A bowl? Yeah, he he hangs a noose up and he does his thing. He sits down, he finishes up all his marijuana, and he says, "I'm going to kill myself as soon as this is done." So he smokes two or three bowls, and he can't even stand up to get to it. He falls off the chair constantly. So he, after a half an hour of trying to do it, he says, "Fuck it, I'm just going to lay on the floor. I have to do this another day." No. I'm telling you, it stops you from doing stuff. Right, yeah. And you won't be driving high because no. you can't make it to your goddamn car. But what yeah. about all this other weed, though? Like, it, it, it got some strong strains, strains out, there, out yeah. here. You heard like, that new shit they called, I think it's called Moon Rocks. Moon, oh, yeah, the Moon Rocks, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, shit like that, like, shit. There's just, loud, there's chronic, there's dabs. Yeah, like, a lot of shit. A Crypticana light. There's Girl Scout yeah, right. Thin Mint. <laughs> uh, there's, I mean, you want me to go around and name them all? <laughs> right, right. I but read it, a lot of magazines. I don't smoke it. It's illegal in Ohio. I just read a lot of magazines. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We all read. Yeah, we, we read. The Saras read. people. With the, I read the a magazine Saras. last yeah. week. Shout out to the Mango Kush out there. Right, yeah. I'm gonna be like Bill Clinton. 24K out there. Right, I'm gonna be like Bill Clinton. I did not smoke that. West Coast. I did not inhale. Right. Mm-hmm. right. But yeah, so that mean, that's I'm I'm along the same lines with you. Uh, I think recreationally, it's nothing wrong with it as at all. You know, so maybe people will finally get off that that. Old olden time thing where they think you know that it's something wrong with all these other things, and they let it go and realize that most people I know that smoke weed are pretty good people. Right. You know they just laid back, chill people. Yeah, bottom line. You know, they, hey, you know nowadays you, you know you can 
condone a person for smoking weed, but you know, but you uh, you you molest women or yeah. You know, you touch women or or sexually inappropriate with women. Right. So it's just like, okay, yeah, you you look at this as bad, but you 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 wrong in so many, on so many levels elsewhere. Right. You know right. what I mean? That's that's how I look at it. Like people people do what they do, and then they want to pass judgment on you for doing what you do. Right. I agree. And that's not cool, man. Right. If everyone could just mind their own business, live their own lives, stick their nose out of everyone else. It'd be so simple, right? Right. I don't care. Here's the thing. Now, I got gay friends. I got gay family members. I don't care what they do. Mm-hmm. Right. This is my this is my personal opinion. I don't care who you fuck. That's your business. Right. James, that's your business. Brain Call James that's your gay? business. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he did. Oh, what happened? <laughs> he did look at James. <laughs> He didn't catch it. You caught it. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I don't care what people do in their personal lives. As long as well, it doesn't goddamn. affect me. Well, well Bernie Mac said, I pulled my dick out of this whole room, go, go, go dim. Well, you. <laughs> no, I want to ask you that. Speaking of Bernie Mac. What are your uh, comedic inspirations? Do you have anybody that you you, you kind of like? Um, I have a few I like. Okay. Uh, top of the list is Red Skeleton. Okay. I think if you're going to go clean comedy, I think he was truly one of the greatest clean comics, Red Skeleton. And he was funny for all. You guys know who Red Skeleton is? I don't. Okay, everyone start Googling Red Skeleton. Okay. I heard the name before. <laughs> yeah. White comic from the 40s. Okay. It might be new to you all. <laughs> our, our, my first clean comic was Sinbad. Okay. That was my clean. Uh, Red Fox. Or, mm-hmm. I love Red Fox. Mm-hmm. Red, uh, I think I, lo- I love Red Fox. And he, Red Fox is the only comedian that did 45 minutes talking about shitting his pants. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I love Red Fox. In fact, Red Fox, my favorite Red Fox joke. Can I give him homage here? Yeah. This is um, a Red Fox joke, and I love it so much. He was doing a show in Vegas, and Red Fox told the audience, he says, on the way here, I saw a sign that said, Jesus is coming. I thought they were advertising a new porno. Right. He, he, he was just like that, too. Yeah. Like and that. I love Red Fox. I mean, he just took it to the next level. I like George Carlin. He's uh, real. George Carlin is real. Lenny Bruce, because he was a pioneer. Lenny Bruce. Um, Bill Burr. I like Bill Burr. Yeah, that's my guy. I uh, fuck with Bill Burr, man. Some of prior stuff. And I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, shoot. Oh, shoot. That Mexican guy had his own show. A couple Lopez. Of shows. Lopez. George Lopez. George Lopez, George Lopez is pretty yep. good. Yeah. I, I, yeah, Lopez is fun to me, man. Yeah. And I love Chris Rock. I Chris love Chris Rock. Rock. I know a lot of comics say he's fake or whatever, and I know why. I know the controversy around him. Why would? It, why do they consider him fake, though? Like, well, I they get he- pissed off, but mainly because of one routine he did. It uh it was black per- that if you, if you go on YouTube I think it's called Black People versus Niggas, and yeah. when you look at it it was very controversial but he dealt with some real shit in that mm-hmm. and it pissed off a lot of black people, so they hate Chris Rock for it but he was just being real, mm-hmm. and I think one of the fakest comedians is Dave Chappelle, really really because mm-hmm. he came from he came because he didn't come from the streets like most people can think he did, and he acts like you know he did but he didn't. I think I just, you know, I love the skits. I love watching them on Comedy Central. But when I watch a stand-up, I, I want to see real comedians talk about real life, stuff they lived. If you didn't come from the streets, don't act like you did. Mm-hmm. If you never lived on the streets, don't act like you did. 
I, I lived down the streets for a little bit in New York. I know how that stuff works. And, and if you lived on the streets or if you come from some harsh backgrounds, you know who's real and who's fake. Right. You can just spot it. It's like a, it's like a retard radar type deal. It's like okay. fake, 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 fake. You know? Okay. Alerts just go off. And so I like real comics. Okay. Now, I got to ask, like, with your comedy and things now, what about political correctness with things like that? Like, let's just say, let's just take our last two minutes right now. Like, you used the, the Chris Rock um, skit, which is honestly a classic skit. I, I love it. We all have seen that one alone and probably a, a, many times, the black people versus niggas one or whatever. And so when it comes to political correctness, things like that where – like you said, the niggas, right? Right. How do you feel about use of the N-word and things like that, like being a white person or whatever? Because you already know how pretty much a lot of black people are going to feel about that. Well, I had a guy get in my cab, and I'll tell you this story. Okay. And because you got to understand, when I grew up in Mansfield, I got in trouble when I was about 13 or 14. I had to live with my uncle. And when I lived with my uncle, I lived in an all-black neighborhood. Okay. And I lived in a ghetto in Mansfield. And so all my friends were black. They were in their 20s or 30s. They are in their 50s. And they are all old school. And so I was always around black people all my life. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people, when they get in the cab, and I can't stand a racism issue, and I can't, I get it. And here's the most annoying things I hear from people in my cab. Can I be real? Yeah. They say, well, you're white. You can't understand what it's like to be black. Like, no fucking shit. Really? Right. You got to be kidding. Right, Damn, right, I'm right. going to get a hold of my mom and find out what happened there. <laughs> right. I'm going to say, Mom, Mom, guess what? Why didn't you Why didn't you fuck a black guy? I mean, shit, why don't I know what it's like? Why didn't you have sex with one so I can be black? God damn it. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. It's like no one knows what it's like to be poor and white. Right. If you live in the same neighborhood, that's your neighborhood. It shouldn't be about color in that neighborhood. If, you, if we grew up in the same neighborhood, all of us. But I, f- I feel like being poor and white is... I think poor and white still has more of an advantage than being poor and black. Maybe. It depends. I mean, it all depends on the territory, what city, what location, what county. I think a lot of that is location. Okay. And so, but, and sometimes they'll get in my cab and they'll see that I'm bald here a little bit and they'll think, you know, oh, he looks like an Aryan brother or whatever, but I had brain surgery. Mm hmm. Right. Okay. So I can't grow hair. Okay. Right. And that's always a misconception. People always judge without really getting to know somebody. Right. You are from Mansfield, though. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> let me see that. Hey, let that hate out, brother. Let me see that Aryan tattoo. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. It's right here on the very tip of my dick. You want me to whip it out? It's field, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. Cotton's down here? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Man. But yeah. No, go ahead. You finish. Yeah, but yeah, you just have a, you know, but I'm very real with the people who get in my cab. Right. I do. So when they get judgmental or something, These I throw are it some back. some long ass cab rides. <laughs> like, what? I want them out of my wallet. I want them daring out. But these people get rude as hell with you. They want to argue with you. And I'm like, get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I don't wow. care. I can't stand the stupidity. Mm-hmm. And here. This guy I had a guy in my car calling cracker, 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 cracker. Mm-hmm. Kept saying cracker over. Finally, I got pissed off. I said, listen here, you stupid nigga. You are not going to call me cracker one more fucking time. You are not white. You okay. do not earn that right to say that. Okay, so so let me ask. I'm sorry. Let me ask I'm just you saying. This. I threw it a verse. I, threw, I, I was real you. with them. Let me right. ask. I said, don't you say it, dear cracker, because you don't know what it's fucking like. So, so he was Fuck calling you. you cracker in the cab. Yeah. Right. 
it was a black guy. Yeah. Just flat out, just cracker, just cracker yeah. that or whatever. I'll say this. And the guy's name was New York. Now, I like to point this out. Now, any anytime you got a dope dealer in your car named New York, and he won't give you his real name, and you're trying to be polite, I'm just saying, like I told him, I said, I'm not calling you New York. <laughs> I right. said, my name's Keith. I'm not calling your ass New York. Right. He, I said, dude, what is your real name? He said, motherfucker. And he's cussing at me. And I said, dude, okay. I did not ask what state prison you were raped in. <laughs> I did not care. <laughs> What state your mama was raped in and gave birth to you? Oh, I asked what name you were born with. What name is on your birth certificate? Learn some goddamn respect. No one's going to respect you for being on the street. I don't right. give a fuck if you're a drug dealer. I hate dope, dope dealers. Mm-hmm. I hate them. I hate the hardcore drugs. I do. Mm-hmm. I've been clean for almost 14 years or a little over 14 years off coke and, and um, opiates. And I cannot stand hardcore drug dealers. Mm-hmm. I can't. I hate them. They're killing the people. And they have zero respect, zero tolerance for those around them. What's up with that fentanyl? Like all that that homemade shit. You know Sorry, I didn't mean just... to get too real there. No, it's no, all no. good though. You're you know what good. I mean? And and I know people is gonna be like, Oh man, y'all had a yeah the, the y'all had the first white boy on the show, he was dropping the N word like like, like, no, I said so it with an A. I said it with an A. I did it proper. Yeah, right. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> no, listen. Right? I got. I, I get the joke of it. I get listen, the joke no, of it. it. Yeah. But he's being right with what, what listen, he's saying. Listen, we, I, I, I get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And um, I would I would rather you. This, this is my argument. I work with all white people. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is my argument. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If If you talk like this. If 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 you say certain things in the privacy of your own home, or if you really don't, this this man right here, I know for a fact that he loves everybody. He loves people. Right. But if you are one of those hardcore racists, I want you to come out right. and say that you are. Right. You know what I mean? And and the conversation that we having right now, people may take offense to it or whatever, but I get it. I understand. Shout out to Lemon Love. She's a stand-up comedian, and um, she already told me how much Keith say nigga. Right. She already let me know that. You could have right. let us know before oh, the show. Okay. <laughs> oh, you need a warning? Yeah, right. I need a warning on my forehead. Right. <laughs> comedian Keith Tozer comes with a warning. Yeah. <laughs> I could have another warning down here for the ladies. <laughs> no, you could. It may go deeper than what you want. <laughs> right. But at, at, at the same time, no. May slip in the wrong hole, too. Don't sit up here and I'm act like. I'm not going like, to condone that part. This, this, this is my problem with white people. Don't sit up here and act like you like black people. Or don't sit up here and act like you don't say the word nigga in your home. Right. Don't don't sit up here. Don't sit up here and act like that. That's Everybody, real. Like, like real talk. That's real. Because you know white people feel like they can say whatever. Like why can't I say this? You know? Could why be. can't I do this? Why can't I do that? And you know, hey, we got, hey, we all are human here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I understand the situation with right. you and your cab. Like you say, in the cab, if, if a man yeah. is in the car, and, and, being, I, and that's what now I was the way I grew disrespectful. up. Right. Well, I'm gonna be disrespectful. The way I grew you. up on the streets. Now the rules on the streets were old school rules. The way I I was taught right. is this: if someone crossed that racist line, you can go full racist back. There is no boundaries. If someone crosses that line, you're good to go. I mean, I, I look at it like because this, Because they're being disrespectful to you just because. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just saying, all's fair is love and war. Right. Yeah. Be yourself. I wouldn't yeah. say be yourself. You safe here. 
We 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 good. Right. <laughs> but don't say right. that shit on 105. <laughs> You're gonna, am I going to need an escort to my car? No. No. Hold on a second. No, not out here. Not, a, not out here. Like Put you the said, body don't... armor on him. No, no, there's no, a sniper. No. Sniper. No. 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 You you you're good out here. You're good out here. But yeah, no. here's the thing. I'm the one of the realest people you ever meet. I'm very honest. Um, I was just taught to respect everybody, and you can't help but to see color. Everyone's a little racist in some way. That's the truth of it. I will oh, agree I, with that. I would agree with I that. And everybody's a little racist, and I'll tell you why. Because everyone has different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Every one of us in this room grew up a little bit differently, different homes, different environments, and we all come from different things. And we're going to carry a little bit of our background from our childhood into our life. Agree. And so we're all a little racist. And that's the thing that people need to realize. Is they say, oh, I'm not racist at all. Yeah, you are. Everybody is. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you accept that, and then you can start changing it. Be like, wait a second. Maybe I need to start changing the way I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, you ought to try respecting people. Maybe you ought to try, you know, hearing everybody out before you just jump the gun. Right. Get to know somebody before you judge. And you, them. you know what's funny about everybody being racist is that black people are racist towards black people all day long. Like we all are, and and I, I I'll say it and have no problem admitting it. We all are racist towards each other or whatever, and we all have different things that we, like you said, we carry from our. Now from look at our this. childhood on and everything else, and, and that shapes us. Yeah, that, I, I think that's with every race, though. Yeah. Yeah. There's double do. standards, double standards in yeah. America. There's double standards. If one person can say it, everybody can say it. If it's like women, they can say the B word, they can say C. I'm being respectful for you, ladies. You're welcome. And if women can say it, why do you get mad at a man for saying it? Because mm-hmm. they walk around saying, I'm the baddest B there is. Mm. Oh, wait a second. But then all of a sudden, a man says it. All of a sudden, he's a sexist. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a double standard. Yeah. Get life you? is full of double standards, right? Yeah, now. And, and everybody has double standards in life. Mm-hmm. And it, it carries on your job. And like I said, if you just respect people, mm-hmm. I try to give respect, I try to get respect, and I try to treat people how I want to be treated. And that's kind of how I want. Mm-hmm. But All right, now, you got kids? Uh, already grown. Already grown? Okay. I have grandkids, but that's because my wife's 11 years older than me. Oh wow! Yeah, and that's crazy because because you are our age. We, when you mentioned your age, I'm like, right. I'm like, well, you are our age right now. So yeah, I have um, grandkids, or not my step grandkids, or my grandkids. I okay, have, uh, four beautiful little grandkids. Okay, and are they biracial? Yes, my, my man is. Okay, my, my wife man. is biracial. Okay, <laughs> she's actually quad racial. Okay, <laughs> she has three minorities and a little splash of white. Okay. <laughs> She's African American. Uh, we did a DNA test. I'm German, Irish, and Italian. Okay. So I really am one third Italian. You're welcome. Right. You're welcome, ladies. <laughs> Five hundred bucks, ladies. PayPal. I'll take it out. <laughs> I'll come to your house tonight. I need the money. I'm a comedian. Seriously, I'm poor. I can I can afford underwear. So it's easy to grab. I'm just. <laughs> but no, my wife, she did, we did a, the doctor saw she did a DNA when those background checks. Uh-huh. Uh, her father was African American, Mexican, and her mom's DNA, she has that in her. She's Navajo and Italian. Mm. So she has three three out of three minorities and a splash of white. Wow. She has like the perfect caramel color. So she got color. some good pussy there. She does. Okay. <laughs> I love that spice. I love that spice. You know what's funny about this, too? He'll say some shit like that and look you right in the eye as he's saying that. Like, she got some good pussy. Oh, she do? Uh huh. Hey. It'd be like, hey. Mm-hmm. Hey, for an eighth of weed and 100 bucks, you can have it for the night. <laughs> we got you Sorry, covered. Sorry, baby. I love you. I love you. We got you covered, my nigga. <laughs> 
<laughs> Honey, I hope you're still walking those streets and not working looking at this video. <laughs> Shit. When she watches this video later, she's like, kick my ass. Oh, man. <laughs> Hey, I don't even know how to follow. That. <laughs> I, I want to. I'm trying to filter. Listen, I'm trying. Listen, no, I, I want to get off of this shit. <laughs> I, I want to talk to Keith about the cities you toured and what was some of the, the best crowds you didn't had and like what. I love know, Chicago. I love Chicago. Chicago so so diverse from what I've seen. Um, yeah. I love it. They're good yeah. people, great comedians. The uh, food is excellent. That's true. It's, yeah, oh it's delicious. Gosh. The only downside about yeah. Chicago is the price of cigarettes. Oh, my God. I $16. Check oh, this yeah. out. Ten years ago, maybe 15, I went to Chicago. And back then, Newport's was like $9 a pack. Oh, shit. Mm. Like, real talk. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I mm. absolutely would have to bring my See? own... That's a city you don't want to move to. Yeah, hell no. Nah, cost of living is extreme. You go high. visit in this school. <laughs> yeah, and I ain't standing on the south you, side. You dictate your living arrangements based off of the price of the cigarettes. Do you realize sixteen, seventeen dollars for fuck, a pack of Marlboro? Fuck price of gas. You talking about price of how much of cigarettes are here? Nigga? <laughs> gas is twenty dollars a gallon. Oh, that's oh, cool. Right. Cigarettes, ten dollars, nigga. I can't hey, eat you. What? In Chicago, you can do drive it. down the back alleys. Right. Can't Just do picture it. this: you're driving down the back alleys. You see a hooker take out two cigarettes. I'll be like, "Yeah, I got two cigarettes. That, I'll they, give you a third one if you." Yeah, okay, full that's package. A, that's all you need. Everything huh? all around the rail. Three cigarettes. Here you go, baby. I'll sucking, even tip you one. Here you go. Right, motherfuckers <laughs> are sucking dick for cigarettes. I love Chicago. <laughs> good food, good people. Okay. Um, I love Michigan. I do. I love. You know, a lot of the people are good. We don't. The room got quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah we okay. got real quiet. <laughs> it's okay. No, I got no, some good. good. I have some. We, all right. of us actually have some 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 very good friends and family up in Michigan. They got I some, love Kentucky. They got some good rallies in Michigan, huh? I love Kentucky too. Kentucky, I know it's <laughs> good rallies. You know, I ignore them. I know right? it's good rallies in Kentucky. You know, you know, so I missed. You know, I'm ignoring him. Yeah, <laughs> I know you got it. Just, I'm ignoring him, like you know, rallies. like Trump ignored uh, this Hillary ain't Clinton. The I'm just spot. saying, we're talking about rallies. I thought you, uh, you were talking about this the is, uh, big beauty. This is for a black Paco. Now I gotta say this: this is for a black Paco here. You know, if America, <laughs> since we're talking, he brought this up earlier, and. Uh, if America judged men by the size of their dicks, there's there'd be a lot of people on welfare, especially you. I'm just saying, you'd be on Section Eight. I mean, you'd be you'd be like there's Donald Trump, and then you'd be right below him. I'm just saying. And now Obama's just right below you, so don't feel bad because I'll tell you why I said that. Okay, go ahead. I'll tell you please. why because any man had a penis between his legs would control his wife's spending. I'm just saying, if me and you were about, you be president, I'd be vice president. We'll go to France, Spain. Let's just, you know, let's remodel our house on taxpayers' money. Right. Hell, you know what? I want my wife. I want to steal. All, I want to take stuff out of the White House. We can do it together. Right. Decorate our houses with it. I think it'll be nice. Right. That's my only problem with that. That's right there. Other than that, I loved Obama. I loved his plans, and I got problems with every single president. I do. Yeah, well, as we I think everybody do. should. Yeah, and I'm not even a Trump supporter. People think I am. No, I got plenty. No, of I know you're a Trump supporter. I know that sign is still out front. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you gonna go outside after the oh, show? Okay, okay. His car, his car is the one with the bumper sticker. Yeah. Do you know why that Trump supporter? I know that car. I know hey. that car. Like, you know why that sign's in my yard? I'll tell you. That's Keith. God damn it! It keeps Jehovah's Witnesses off my lawn. God damn it! Oh. <laughs> Honey. 
There's black people coming out of sidewalk. <laughs> it's a sign out. It's a sign out. <laughs> a sign don't run, stop no motherfuckers. Joe run, motherfuckers. Oh, run. That damn show don't stop no Joe Witness. <laughs> you know, we need to hit this door one more time. <laughs> Give him that ghetto doc. Yeah, right. <laughs> Foot, nigga. No. Shout out to Keith and this Trump sign. Still out, <laughs> still out in front of his yard. He knows an awful lot about my house, don't he? <laughs> oh my God! Wait, he did you... say your wife had good pussy, so I'm just saying. So, I'm just ladies saying. and gentlemen, oh. ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, I know Keith's he can verify really I have nine inches. Okay, he's seen it. You know he wants to handle it because he's been looking my windows. <laughs> oh, man. No. that's funny. That's funny. So, what's what's your fa- most favorite thing about comedy? Yeah, um, I just honestly, yeah, I just get to have fun. Mm. I just, you know, honest to God, I know it's gonna sound corny, but I love just making people laugh. Cool. I actually just have fun because I know how it feels to live a fucked up life, and I've been through some stuff. And the stories people will tell you after a show, like a death in a family, or something how it hit home, and you made their night, it makes it all worth it. Mm. If that makes any sense, it makes complete sense. But yeah, that's what that's I what I love about the most because you do get to touch people's hearts and they feel better just for the half an hour, that fifteen minutes, that an hour. They're feeling good. They're they're relaxed, mm-hmm. and that's what mm-hmm. I love the most about it. Yeah, that's like us with this podcast in a lot of ways. Right. For us, even when we just sit down and record it, sometimes it's it's a release from whatever's been going on throughout the course of a week. Um, number Pause. one, <laughs> you said release. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Is anybody cussing me out on there yet? No, no, no. No. <laughs> no. Would you tell me? No. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, Don't yeah. you have no. another white guy like him and on then, there again? Do you see that motherfucker? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. No. And then the other thing with the podcast, like you said, we've we've gotten messages before when, like, real talk, when somebody, you know, we've talked about mental depression and things like that on the show, and we've gotten comments where people have been like, and people have been like, hey, you know, um, I was thinking, you know, I've, I've gone through these things or whatever. So right. it was so it was good to hear people that look like me talk about these type of issues or whatever that's bothering us or bothering right. me at this time. So it's the same thing, like you said, with the comedy where you're doing a show and somebody could come to you after the show and they're like, look, they needed that 30 minutes or that 45 minutes to just be like, you know, let everything else go and, and just, you know, zone out for a little while. Right. That's actually why I got into comedy. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. It's because I want to open PTSD clinics. And I was talking to James about that. Right. right. And he said you wanted to hear a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, yes, absolutely. That's why I got into stand-up comedy, because I have PTSD. Okay. And so you, my mood swings are up and down. They're all over the place. We're going to be glad yeah. you're up right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not psychotic. <laughs> I don't know. You I still took my got medication. The, you still got them Trump signs out there. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. But go ahead. <laughs> You know, let's just end this today. Holy cow. <laughs> I can't believe I walked into the middle of a Black, Black Lives Matter protest. What the fuck? Yes, this is Black Lives Matter. I feel like I'm going to go out to the car. There's going to be a bunch of Black Panthers turning <laughs> right. on my car. I'm going to be like, hold on a second. I always love to pit pussies. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You're welcome. Come on. No. <laughs> but yeah, I, I want to open. I got into comedy because if I ever get big or famous or something, I want to open PTSD clinics, not okay. just for veterans or police officers, mm-hmm. but for victims of abuse, for people who's been in jail or prison, people in recovery. And it's a big thing. A lot of people don't realize that PTSD affects different people in different ages. Teenagers have it. Right, right. And if there's a place they could go to, just a clinic, special specialty made. Just for that, where doctors actually treat them, not just medicate them. 
where they can release. You have better mothers, better fathers. There'd be less violence. And there'd be a lot more people in just in general, more mellow, knowing how to act. Society would be better. Right. Right. Because a lot of people, um, just an illustration here. When I was a preacher, I would counsel guys who've been in prison. Mm-hmm. And even some women, and they would t- tell me what's going on. And they have really no one to talk to. There's no one to help them. And and they're arguing and fighting. They're not arguing and fighting about the toothpaste. Everything sets them off because they never dealt with those issues. But if right. that mother or that father could learn how to deal with that, there'd be less children getting beat, uh, less uh, domestic violence cases. True. And the drug population could go down. And I think it's a serious problem in America, and I think it really needs to be dealt with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say counselors save lives. You know what I mean? I, th- that's just how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Like, um, when, when you talk about even, like, in my personal situation where the first thing a doctor want to do is, is put a kid on Ritalin or... I don't even know if that exists anymore, but whatever else. But we know from back in the day, yeah, that used to be the yeah, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the 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 dosage that you need. Like, mm. I think I think people help people, right? I you agree. know what I mean? I agree. And like, I just I just don't feel like medicine is the key. It's just pretty much you just sufficing mm-hmm. what's going on mm-hmm. and not really. Curing what the issue is, right, right. <clears throat> you know yeah. what I mean. You can give me all the medicine that you want to give me, but if I'm still in my same situation, if I'm still living a certain way, what difference do it make? Right. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to medicine, it's money. It's all about money, man. Right. Yeah. I get it, but no, no, no. Some people need medicine. No, absolutely. Like, like, I agree. I'm, I'm not. I'm I not. I'm so much for like that. government and things like that. It's right, all right, about right, making right. a dollar. Oh yeah, it's all and about it's all about a dollar. It's all yeah, about right. you know. Yeah. And I, I think when it comes to PTSD, yeah. we all can get a better understanding of that, of that as, as a whole. Because like when he mentioned it before, when Keith mentioned it before the show, you asked him if he had military experience because yeah. your father had PTSD. And he was in the military, yeah. you know. But we've also talked on the show before about asking if we just have PTSD as a people growing right. up in the neighborhoods and the environments that we grew up in or whatever. So PTSD, in my opinion, manifests itself in a lot of different ways yeah. that, and we all can use a better understanding of PTSD as a whole. Yeah. Traumatic experiences. And, you know, a quick example, real quick. And the reason I asked you military was because my father was in the military and like, I tell people all the time, my upbringing was kind of shaky because I had to deal with two different worlds. And one thing in particular about my father, as far as PTSD was we all had to be upstairs at a certain time because he was downstairs and thought he was on post. So he had his rifle shotgun sitting there on the couch and anything, any noise he heard, it was going down. You know, that's what I had to deal with growing up, you know, Mm -hmm. certain things. So it's definitely something. And I commend you as far as trying to, you know, open new avenues to people with individuals, individuals, I'm sorry, excuse me, that's dealing with that because it definitely needs to be dealt with. Yeah. You know, now when I, here's what I do. And for 16 years, I usually, I controlled it. I did. Yeah. And, Because, like I said, I did some stuff when I was younger. I'm not going to talk about right. stuff I was a part of in New York and stuff. But right. the thing is, I controlled it. But I think some of my stand-up comedy, when you reach in and you grab the stories, some mm-hmm. of them are dark. You're not making light of it. Right. You're trying to set, shed light on the dark thing so people think about it and consider it. Right. And when you're going dark or shot comedy like that, 
I, you know, it does trigger a little bit. Right. And when it, when I get triggered, I used to just go along, do breathing exercises and things like that. Mm -hmm. So now I had to actually go back to therapist and, you know, get counseling and stuff. Okay. And, it, and I, I learned how to control it. But I do breathing exercises. I get alone. Mm -hmm. um, I just get alone by myself, do breathing exercises, meditate. Now find that happy thought inside my head. When I start to get mad or someone triggers me or whatever, I just start thinking, okay, okay, okay. I'm there. I'm there. I'm right, there. Right, I'm right. there on my wedding night. I'm there when my granddaughter got born. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. Right. And I, I think about positive stuff, and I think you have to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I mean, my, my father definitely went through that as well. You know, one of the things that he said he would always think about was the fact that throughout the, the things that he went through that caused that, he would just think about his family and his kids and things like that. So I, I understand where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, so that you yeah. understand the cold sweats at night when right. you wake up, exactly. the screaming. Right. Um, my wife and I is sad, but it's something we got used to. We sleep in different beds mm. because uh, when when you're dreaming, you can't control their pre your 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 trauma. Right. Your thoughts and your dreams actually take control, and you've seen that. Right. So she sleeps in, a, in our bed. She's careful, and she wakes me up and stuff, but we just learn. Right. Mm. To deal yeah. with it, yeah, yeah. How long have y'all been together? Uh, sixteen. Years. Okay, that's that's, that's dope, a good. Thing. A dope. Maybe maybe going on seventeen. I know we've been married fourteen, but I dated before. anyway. I'm mm -hmm. rambling. Right. No, yeah. that's good. Right. That's dope. Yeah. I got a good woman. Yeah, that's good. In fact, she's actually, if I may, be a little real. She's the reason I got clean. Mm. Uh, officers circled her house, and I had to get rid of everything and. Long story short, I opened the door. I said, "Why?" I told my wife, I said, just go along with it. I promise to explain later. She did. I, I, I was good. My wife said, you know what? You're done now. This stops now. Right. You're not right. selling. You're done. You're in, this lifestyle is over. Right. Or we're gone. Right. And I got a love of a good woman who held true, and I quit. I got cleaned up, did what it took to get clean. Right. People can change, but here's the thing. You, I think people just got to give people an opportunity to do it. I agree 100%. Every, every individual can change. I just, a lot of people aren't giving people chances. They're right. judgmental. They see it. Now, I, I do all kinds of jokes because I do insult comedy. But, you know, at the end of the day, I care about people. Yeah, we I try to help, like, homeless. We try to help different people. And we'll try to help people in recovery, help them get to recovery. Right. We'll have people stay at our house because we have a guest room. Right. And we're cautious about that. And I got my guns in the safe. Except yes. the one you brought here. <laughs> Desert Eagle. He said it, y'all. He said it. Except the just, just, just to point out, I'm white, so I can legally own guns and carry. And shoot up Vegas. That's me using my privilege. Thank and you. shoot up Vegas. Shoot up schools and shit. Doesn't make sense to me. Why is it only ugly people shoot up the schools? I don't know. You never I have to worry about this. See, ladies? <laughs> Never have to worry about me shooting up school. Why is it only ugly do the cabin fetch on the one time? Do the cabin fetch. Yeah. <laughs> people do Stop. it. You don't see it. Stop. <laughs> you don't see good-looking people do it. Right. This is a, it's the ones that are made fun of. Right. All yeah. the time. It's like okay, so you're called a loser. Okay, I was called a little bitch in school. Right. I survived it. Right. That was for my teacher. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh yeah. Trust me. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're acting like a little bitch. Shut up. Yeah. My parents put me in their class. True right. story. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's been there. There's yep. no teacher is going to see now. First grade. Right. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, 
we come up to the point that we're gonna be wrapping this show up for sure man um I didn't really. I, I'll be honest, because we always are honest on our show. Right. I didn't know as, exactly how everything was going to go and everything, and I was a little nervous when I got a knock on the door and I thought it was Playboy and it was a bit six five guy standing <laughs> at the door. <laughs> I'm looking like whoa, <laughs> but show has been dope, man. It's yeah. been it's been real cool sitting down and talking to you, man. Yeah, um, absolutely. I want. It was a little uh, awkward for me too when you walked right into my dick. That was awkward. <laughs> I had to back it up. Lisa was zipped keep, up. Keith, that's, that's, that's not put these stories. <laughs> out there please let's please not. Boom, i'm sorry we need full disclaimer let's, no let's please not there you'd be like damn dude watch your mouth damn thank god his no, fly zipped up no we're, we're, we're not gonna put these stories out there that that's the power, <laughs> the power of editing my <laughs> we're gonna take that out right. <laughs> one two and three right but no seriously i explained to my wife i got a little chocolate on my dick <laughs> See, now, now you've gone too far. Yeah, <laughs> that was a little racist. Hey, I like chocolate. Want me to lie? Yeah, that was a little racist, Keith. Hey, I'm Toby white chocolate. Keith. I'm just saying. Toby. Toby. Cowboy Keith. Keith hey, Urban. Hey, hey. Yeah, right. we're taking back the word. It's no longer crackered. We're white chocolate. White chocolate. I'm white chocolate. Exactly. Okay. White and chocolate. Back. White chocolate and dark right. chocolate hey, is a good mix. Shout mixture. out to the first skinhead we had on. This <laughs> Sober Thoughts, the podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Keith. <laughs> For real, though, your story is, has been dope. Um, we can find you. I, I know it's a comedian, Keith Tozer, on Facebook, correct? Uh, correct. Okay. That's how, that, that's how everybody can find him. You, have, you can follow him. You have video clips on your Facebook. I saw a couple on YouTube as well. Uh, so funny stuff. Thank you for coming and sitting down when, with us. When um when is your next show? What you doing um, next? I I'm trying to bring comedy to my hometown of Mansfield, Ohio. Okay. I'm doing a show at, at a bar. Good luck with that, by the way. Go ahead. Thank you. And it's, I don't know if we can come. <laughs> Sounds gonna, like a personal problem. Are you going to vouch for us? <laughs> no, they with me. They with me. They're the uh, good ones. They're the good they ones. They are the Clayton Bixby's. <laughs> <laughs> no, <go ahead. laughs> but the show is at a bar called Belcher's right. House okay. of Blues, and I'm bringing uh, paid comics in from Cleveland and Youngstown. Okay, and it's free to get in. It's December 9th, nine to midnight. That's okay. Belcher's December 9th, nine to midnight. Okay, well, right. also, that's next Saturday. Next right? Saturday, okay. correct. This is my last question for you. Like, what what what's the struggles of being of a local comedian? Just in in Ohio, like, is it hard? Do you think you think it's hard in Ohio? Do you think it's easier in other cities or states? That's my my last question. Um, I think it's easier in Cleveland than it is in my hometown. I think every city is different, and I think every state is different based on their cities and the economy of that area mm-hmm. or the county. Um, some places, a lot of places, don't want to take chances with comedy. Some do, some don't. But I find if you're funny enough and you're really trying to put yourself out there, um, Ohio's not a bad place to start. Cool. As long as you're trying to get out there and, you, and you're trying to change your act, get better and better and better. And I think that's the key thing. you got to do what the audience wants because in the end, the audience is my boss. Right. The viewers are my boss. Right. And if they're not laughing, that means I'm not making money. If they're not laughing, I'm not doing my job as a comedian. That's just like us being DJs. If they're not dancing, we ain't doing our job. Yeah. That's what I was telling him when he first got here. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, as DJs, if they're not dancing, 
there ain't there ain't nobody getting laid. I'm just saying, you, right. gotta, you can't get laid there ain't no booty on the floor. Right. Uh, he got to come back. He got to come to us. To he got to come with us to again. He gonna put him on a microphone. <laughs> if it's never nobody dancing, yeah, he gonna be like, hey, y'all got to dance. Ain't nobody gonna get laid if y'all ain't dancing. You know what I'm so right. hey, hey, that's gonna be my line from now on when I'm DJing. Like, hey, I'm, I, I, I give you the credit for it though. But again, thank you for being here. We enjoyed the time. That one, just thank you for, for coming through thanks and kicking it Thanks for honesty. Yeah, yeah, thanks for the honesty. Yeah, real and, talk. And, and if anybody want to throw some hate mail or anything, what Keith was saying, find <laughs> <by> him <laughs> on Facebook. Comedian, <laughs> comedian Keith Tozer with a yeah, Z. Right. Exactly. With a Z. Any hate mail, you send it directly to him. <laughs> he'll, be what, he'll be the one with the Mer- Make America Great Again uh, profile hat, picture. On, on, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, on Facebook. We, yeah, that'll be him. <laughs> if you want to send any bombs in the mail, just feel free to message. Messages me. My not, life is very poor. Not on this podcast. I'm very life. <laughs> not on this podcast. I got life insurance. My wife needs some money. <laughs> Jill, thank you. Thank you for killing my white husband. Thank you so much. Was- now I can go get some real black dick. Thank you. <laughs> get that real nine inches. Paco would be like Mansfield, huh? <laughs> Hop in the skip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get uh, out you of dope, here, man. <laughs> Appreciate you coming through. Let's get out of here. Go ahead, Playboy. Go ahead. All right, man. Playboy the DJ. Playboy DA DJ, man. Hey, Keith, man. Thank you for coming through. Dope, man. Real dope. Everybody check him out, man. Uh, you can find me on social medias, Instagram, Facebook, um, the Facebook page, DMST Boys, uh, Twitter, Playboy the DJ. And uh, that's about it, man. Dope show, y'all. All right. Paco, Yo, go man. Ahead. Hey, appreciate Keith for coming through, man. Respect. Um, just for you you just being honest and being yourself, man. And, and that's all you ask of people. Yeah, no doubt. You know what I mean? People are always like, keep it real. Keep it real. Say this. Keep it 100. Like, if somebody being their self, respect right. it, man. Right, yeah. Whether you agree with it or not, just right. respect it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And I, I get it, man. You know, um, I got my gun, too, by the way, Keith. <laughs> it's a smaller caliber, I'm sure. <laughs> it's like a little twenty two over there. Pew, pew. Don't worry about it. I'm a good shot, though. It was like Harlem Nights when he was shooting. Stop shooting that little motherfucker. <laughs> no, anyway. Hey, follow me at all social media, B-O-K-P-A-C-O. You know what I'm saying? Black Paco and all social media, man. I'm out. All right, y'all. Once again, Keith, thank you for being here. Um, everybody go find him on Facebook, Comedian Keith Tozer. Thank you for having me. Thank Appreciate you. Thank you. Absolutely. So It's been an honor. Um, you can always email the show, dmst one sits at yahoo.com. Uh, find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, in the TuneIn Radio app. Yep. Um, we didn't talk about anything with Detroit last week, but shout out to everybody up in Detroit that oh, had us. Are- um, shout out to BJ. And Penrose and the rest of the Grime Lords for having Avery, us up there in Detroit. Danny, in Detroit. Danny and Cleo. And then everybody Cleo, that came Kenya, through, Ave, Dan, to Cleo, to Kenya, uh, um, uh, Steak and Sizzle, Drunken Nights, Nights uh, Steak and Sizzle podcast. Yeah. Um, damn, who else is out there? And even with the Drunken Nights, remember that um, Brother oh, to the Jones. Night, Jones. 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 What's yeah, up yeah. to Jones? Thank you for coming out. Even with uh, the Drunken Nights, uh, shout out to Brothers of the Night with the DJ competition he had on. He was oh, yeah. in. Did he win? That? I don't know. I don't that know. thing was playing like. He, he started with some Keith Sweat. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. <laughs> I want to be. Yeah, yeah. He started, I want to be. Yeah. He said, but, Praise God. This is what I want to hear. <laughs> I don't know what he was on. I don't know either, but yeah, shout out, but shout out to Brothers of the Night, though. But 
I know some. Oh, Kayla was there. Oh yeah, Kayla. Um, Kayla uh, from from um, chopping it with Q. Right. Yeah. So Kayla was there. She doing some other shit too. Yeah, with, she on with she, the podcast brothers. Yeah, she she so on a show that just dropped yeah. with them this week too. Okay. So Kayla awesome. getting around with the show. Well, I like and to everything. thank Lemon Love too for saying oh, shout out to oh, shout, yeah. shout out to Lemon Love for, for, for the connect um, for the connect. Yeah, for connecting us. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Did Lemon you enjoy love. yourself? I did. You did. Was All it right. better or worse? It was. It had to be better than what you thought it was going to be. I guess. I don't. I'm big. To be honest. I was actually thinking about having sex later on the way here. <laughs> Not with us. No, Pause. no, no, no. Allow me to explain. Pause. I was thinking about. I was playing on romance with my wife later, and I was thinking about that. So I wasn't even thinking right. about it. I just okay. figured I'd do my thing when I got here. Right. Okay. That's okay. Dope. Yeah. 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 I should. I need to word stuff better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm saying. Pause. The, the audience gonna be like words. <laughs> like, yeah, you need to word shit better. They would like, yeah, he do. <laughs> All right, y'all. So you know we, we got a balcony for a reason. It's, it's called a Donald Trump problem. Sometimes I say the wrong thing by mistake. Hey. No, he says the wrong thing all the all time. All the time by mistake. Oh. You can have your brother. <laughs> your Aryan brother. Hey, Go ahead. Hey. I'm done. No, we just... <laughs> all right, y'all. We out here. You will catch us again next Sunday on the Facebook Live feed. Thank y'all for tuning in on yeah. Facebook Live. Um, again, the show drops Tuesday morning. Y'all know to check right. it out throughout the week. Uh, I think that's it. So yeah. catch me on all social medias. My name is DJ Brainstorm. Follow me on all social medias. DJ Brainstorm, the number four, the letter you, 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 you. Keith, like what the fuck? <laughs> Yeehaw! There you there go. go. I yeah. just throw that in there. And that's right. the, I knew and, that was coming. And that's the perfect way to end the show. We out of here. Peace, y'all. Peace. Peace. Do it again, Keith. Do it again. Yeehaw! <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.